The Lifestylist, episode 18, featuring Andy Anilo. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. Are you ready to sweat your way back to health, deeper sleep, and improved athletic performance? Do you want to burn around five, 600 calories for just sitting on your ass? I thought so. If you're sitting there nodding your head yes, then you need to check out Clear Light Saunas. Infrared saunas have been a part of my life for the past 15 years, and I use one on a regular basis. There is no better way to reduce inflammation, no faster way to detox, no quicker way to relax and get yourself into a parasympathetic nervous system state. It's like a forced meditation. It's the best thing ever. The issue is with a lot of these saunas on the market, you get bombarded with negative EMFs, negative electromagnetic fields. So you're in there to heal yourself, but in effect, you're also in some cases doing some damage. So Clearlight is the only infrared sauna with no EMF and no ELF exposure. And the saunas come with a 100% lifetime warranty, which means like as long as you're around, your sauna is going to be around, which is incredible. Best thing here is these units start at just $22.95 with free shipping in the USA, which is a really great deal. It's quite competitive pricing. Uh, considering they are literally, in my opinion, and I've studied this stuff a lot, the best in the world. So to get hooked up with the best sauna in the world, go to healwithheat.com. And if you mention the code Luke, your old pal Luke here, you get an extra discount and a free gift with purchase. So go to healwithheat.com. Or if you're a phone person, you want to get on the phone with these guys, I encourage you to do that. They have amazing customer service, integrity. It's like a real family kind of vibe over there. They're very cool people. If you want to call them, go to 800-317-5070. Again, mention my name and you're going to get hooked up. Clear Light Saunas, do it. You are back in the saddle with your friend Luke Story from LukeStory.com, bringing you another amazing, thought-provoking episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. Today's guest is my good friend Andy Nilo. Andy's a former athlete, a current model, actor type guy, and he's also founder of an amazing natural skincare company called Alatura Naturals. So in this episode, we really just sit down and kind of have a homey chat, and uh, you guys get to listen in on that for better or for worse. And the chat today is really about how Andy went from a really bad place in his life when he was hit by two cars, not one car, but hit by two cars while crossing a street here in Hollywood, got terribly mangled by the accident, and just started researching natural healing. And you know if you listen to this show that I'm all about finding ways to assist your body, mind, and spirit in its own healing process. So he used his own recovery to formulate his all-natural skincare products. He started just guinea-pigging around with himself because he was in such a desperate place to really recover and get not only his health back, but his looks back, because that's how he made a living. So he started playing around with all these homemade formulations and eventually struck gold with this uh, bentonite clay kind of thing that he was using on his face. And so was born Alatura Naturals, which really turned him into an entrepreneur in the natural health space. He ended up forming a partnership with Dave Asprey from Bulletproof, who helped launch his line. And he's just continued to grow this company and now ships to over 36 countries. So rising from the ashes of his accident, he not only runs Alatura, but now continues to act and model and is just up to some really cool stuff. He was the face of Oakley in 2015. Uh, he shot a national commercial for Coppertone. He even had a guest starring role on HBO's Hello Ladies. So Andy's just a really high-functioning, successful guy who came from a place that could have totally ruined him. And I love stories of redemption. I love stories where someone's been down and out, and rather than giving up, they stuck with it and were able to overcome their difficulties and actually use them to their advantage. 
So I would say the moral of this story and what you can definitely take away from today's episode is how to avoid letting tragedy take you down, but rather using that tragedy to fuel your success. It's a pretty cool episode that we have today featuring Andy Nilo, and I'm really looking forward to you getting to hear it. But before we get this party started, let's just hold our horses here for a second. We got to take care of some business. You know what that business is? I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. Click on the app, on YouTube, on the website, wherever it is that you're listening to this to make sure that you don't miss an episode each week. Next, it would be amazing if you could jump into iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. When you leave a rating, I'll give you a little hint. There's four stars. It's more awesome if you click the fourth one. (laughs) Just kidding. Not really. Then you can jump over to lukestory.com and guess what I'm going to give you over there? I'm going to give you massive free access to every piece of audio and video that I've produced so far, at least until I find something to charge for. It'll be coming, but right now it's all free. And you're also going to find all of the show notes and links that are mentioned in every episode, including this one right here. The last thing you'll need to do while you're at LukeStory.com is, of course, sign up for my newsletter, which is not some bunk, swag, spam email situation where I'm going to email you every five minutes and try and sell you some pyramid scheme or something. This is where I just send you an email anytime I have a podcast out or a new video on YouTube or something which I think will be of value to you that I want to share. So there you go. The business is done. Now we can get on to this episode featuring my friend Andy Nilo. Welcome to The Lifestylist, Andy. Thanks for having me, Luke. Super stoked to have you over at the studio today. We we just dropped some modafinil, so we're... So, we might start getting very talkative, you guys, so be ready for this. I don't know how fast it'll hit us, but I I did mine with some Pellegrino. I always think if you take stuff with fizzy water, it tends to kind of hit home a little quicker, so we'll see. But I'm I'm getting ready. It is New Year's Eve, and so I'm getting ready for a big uh, festive evening, and I need damn energy. So, how are you feeling today? I'm great. I'm great. I uh, just got my uh, car worked on and running some errands today. And uh, yeah, like you said, I actually am being a designated driver tonight. Just kind of want to roll into 2016 with some really good momentum that I've uh, built up. I don't want to go out and ruin that. Uh, that sometimes has been known to happen in the so past. So popping Molly and doing like <laughs> tequila shots off a stripper's belly are probably not going to be in the cards for you tonight? No, not tonight, man. Not tonight. Okay, good, good. <laughs> So, Andy, tell us how you got your start um, in becoming the CEO and founder of Alatura. For those of you that are listening and don't know what that is, it's an amazing uh, facial uh, product company. They make these great clays and night serums and lotions, which I use and love. Uh, that's um, I think actually I met you, Andy, before I was even aware of it. But then later on, it's like, oh, cool. Can I get some of that? (laughs) Which thank you for bringing me some today, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. But how did you, you know, I know that you have a background in athletics and and sports and you definitely look like a guy that should be playing sports or did. So how did you come out of that kind of athletic jock world into making men and women look beautiful? So uh, see, when I was about 21 years old, I had a really bad case of just I wouldn't call it acne, but I, I was using the wrong products that really caused a lot of irritation and redness on my skin that really just bummed me out. I mean, I'd wake up every morning and look in the mirror and there was some type of pimple or zit. And it turns out it was because of the products that I was using. So I became very aware of not only nutrition, but reading the backs of labels and understanding different chemicals that were causing these uh, these breakouts on my, on my skin. And I came across just a one ingredient, calcium bentonite clay. And I would add apple cider vinegar to that, and it would just create some circulation and stimulation to the surface of the skin and a a little, a subtle exfoliation, but also just a deep pore cleansing. Uh, I I used to use those Biore pore strips to remove blackheads from my nose and stuff like that. But over time, I mean, it was, this clay mask was undeniably effective. I would leave, you know, the the whole masking experience feeling super refreshed. But also uh, just you know the 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 sense of um, you know stimulation to the surface of the skin and that circulation and that mineralization from the clay, which is essentially 
just as organic as it gets. It's from, it's what the earth is made of is, uh, you know, different volcanic ashes and different clays and minerals from all around the world. And, uh, it was just something I looked forward to every Sunday. I would do these, these masks and, and it cleared up my skin. I started using more naturally based organically with an intention, attention to, uh, pure natural ingredients, no chemicals, no fillers whatsoever. And year after year, that passion for skincare grew because it's one of those things. And I mean, it's just when you aren't happy with well, the first thing you see in the mirror, when you say, when you wake up and go to the bathroom or whatever, and you see just some type of irritation or zit, it just, it's a bad way to start off the day. And my teammates, you know, like I said, I was an athlete and they found out, you know, teammates are the worst athletes are the worst as far as just finding out what bugs you. And they'll just really zero in on that. And, and it's okay. I mean, I get it, you know, the locker room talk and, locker room mentality it's just part of it but i it just it did bug me and i figured out a way to beat that through just using myself as my own uh, experiment my own science experiment so to speak not only with the foods that i was eating but just what i was putting on my skin you know your skin's your largest organ you got to treat it like another mouth basically and so just that attention to detail with the products that i was using really counteracted all that irritation and i started just becoming a different person. I mean, it made me feel better. Uh, the energy I created in different social situations uh, was a lot better. And it just, you know, if you feel better about yourself, you're going to treat other people better and you're just going to you know, create a better environment wherever you go. And so it's been a win-win for not only those who are around me, but just the, my mentality. I have more confidence and I'm a happier overall person because of that. And so after fast forward, let's see, uh, nine years later, I was hit and run over by two cars on Melrose. Westbound heading toe to Tundra hit me in the eastbound lane and a uh, Land Rover run over me. Ran over me, excuse me. And a, and a Land Rover run over me. <laughs> run over me. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, needless to say, I'm very lucky to be alive, but I broke seven ribs, collapsed my lung, and shattered my jaw from the middle of my chin all the way to just beneath my left ear. Had two titanium plates inserted. Bone was exposed through the bottom of my mouth. I mean, I woke up in uh, Cedar Sinai ICU. Two of my friends were in that room, and I just I quickly found out that it, you know things were very bad. And uh, just I took that clay mask, and as soon as I got home, and I I had nothing else. I didn't want to leave the house. My jaw was you know about an, an inch and a half protruded uh, from all the swelling and scar tissue and just overall trauma that I had just been through. And uh, just day by day, I just did my research. Uh, same thing again, whereas before I had acne, but now, or bad skin, I wouldn't call it full-on acne, but now I had abrasions and scarring that I had to counter. Um, I wanted to accelerate the healing process. And there's so much information out there on the internet, uh, books, magazine articles, blog. I mean, there's so many people that have been through my situation, and I would just dissect spot treatments. I would uh, just use myself as my biggest uh, experiment on how to accelerate the healing process of those scars and and of those abrasions. And the same people that saw me in the ICU probably a few weeks later, the abrasions were gone. The scarring was, it was still there. I mean, that's that takes a while, but I, I looked almost, I mean, my jaw was wired shut. So once I started, once I started talking, my teeth were nubs. I had gravel in, the te- in my teeth. It was just bad. But from, if I kept my mouth closed, I looked pretty Close to normal um, outside of, you know, a little bit of swelling that only I could really tell. And uh, that made me feel good. And I was like, wait a minute, I got something here. So I just started with uh, a really uh, consistent and diligent routine, not only with these nutrient-dense smoothies that I was making, but uh, using a mask every other day and adding um, ingredient by ingredient, just nutrient-dense, growth factor-rich ingredients and just coming up with like a meal for my skin so to speak that would what kind uh, of stuff did you use uh in your little homemade mask that you were making because right right now and i've known you for i don't know maybe a couple years now if you never told me that story i would have no idea that you were ever in an accident like your skin looks like a freaking i don't i don't know how old you are maybe are you in your 30s or i'm 34 gonna be okay yeah like you have the skin for those of you that can't see andy at the moment you can google him and it, it, it will attest to this is you look like you have the skin of like a 25 year old. You have like baby face skin and I can't see any scars. Like they might be subtle. I haven't gotten close enough to kiss you where I can see that exactly. But uh, yeah, whatever you were doing works. So what kind of stuff did you put in there? I know you mentioned to me before like colostrum and some of this kind of stuff. What, what were the, what were the secret ingredients? I, so I, the same place where I ordered my bentonite clay from had Rasul clay 
and kaolin clay and pyrophyllite clay and several other clays and i would just i love this stuff my mom says when i was younger i had this lab and i was just mixing concoctions and making different things and so it made sense that i found something that not only made me look this is before my accident so i was mixing stuff together and and making this mask that was primarily clay based but after the accident i turned it up and started really uh figuring out I was going to make this mask. I, I didn't even have it. I, I called it a mask, but I didn't. I definitely didn't have a company name. I didn't have any name for it. It was just something that I was kind of keeping to myself. I don't want to tell people I was doing a mask every other day, or, but I knew I, it, it's extremely consistent and it's effective. So it was just something that I like to do. I mean, it got to the point where I was ordering just you know pounds and pounds and pounds of different ingredients that I did research on. I moved everything out of my bedroom into my living room, made my bedroom, my lab and lived in my living room. And that's how it is to this day, actually. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I would order in bulk different clays and based on my research, they all had different properties to them. And on top of that, I had a, say a friend drop off a jar of colostrum to me in the hospital room. And I was like, what's this for? He's like, put it on your face and also he's like, use it internally and externally. It's loaded with growth factors, IGF-1. It's collected within the first six hours of milking. It's incredible uh, for you topically and internally. And I was like, all right. And then another guy, another buddy of mine dropped off a jar of Manuka honey. And I've always been interested in just the molecular complexity of bee products like royal jelly, raw honey, beeswax. It's just very... It's just interesting to me that scientists are all are finding out more and more about bee products. And so I just, I would make pastes of cacao butter, uh, manuka honey, colostrum, and put it on my scar after, do, say, doing a clay mask. And then I was like, well, you know, and I was doing uh, freshwater pearl powder uh, internally just to keep me calm at night and for liver cleansing. But I was like, I, that's one of those things you just put in your hand with water, pearl powder. And it's, I mean, it's unbelievable how soft your hand is afterwards has a mild bleaching effect to it too the geishas have been using it for centuries to keep an even skin tone and uh really keep a mild pale surface which to them equals uh youth and yeah. so i i was just throwing stuff together that's i mean a, that's a funny custom you know in, in asian countries I, I was tripping on this i think i was talking to daniel vitalis or someone that i had on the show about that where in Asian countries, to be pale notates that you're of a higher class because you're not out in the fields like being a field worker. Whereas in Western culture, having a nice golden George Hamilton tan means that you have a lot of leisure time and that you're out in the sun just chilling and you're not working. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Really good point. It's funny, huh? But anyway, anyway, so so go on. So after the pearl, the pearl, I added uh, organic kelp powder, which I had seen in spot treatments, but it, and also done research on its, its nutrient density, loaded in vitamin A, C, K, B twelve, sodium alginate, which is a really uh, potent topical cleanser as well. I it didn't smell too good at the at the beginning. I was I was using way too much kelp. It's just uh, that's putting it mildly, but it was just effective, and I, it was only me. It's not like I was doing any had any you know intention of making a product out of this. So I was just mixing it together and then i added vitamin c uh, ascorbic acid l-ascorbic acid which is a very very potent uh, form of vitamin c which which crosses the dermis and then so i had and then american ginseng which is a nice blood build builder that um i had heard uh that the the workers in china that were handling it their hands didn't wrinkle and it was kind of like one of those folk stories but i i added it uh to my my existing mask and it just kind of created a binding uh, sense to it and i like the intrigue of the story behind to it and it, it just worked i you know all these things took so long to fine-tune the the measurements of each nine ingredients you know? and and it just over t over time the same people that saw me in the icu were like all right well what what have you been doing to your skin and finally they got it out of me that i've been wearing a mask every other day even the guys you can imagine how hard that was to admit but it started to become very clear to me that people are, were interested in this. I mean, if I could get a group full of alpha male dudes that were about to go out that night on a Friday night, I was coming over to drop off some product to a friend, one of the guys that was going out. And his buddies were like, what's this? And they come over, start looking at it. And but fast forward an hour later, all four of us had masks on in their living room. Like, dude, I feel like a little pulsating effect to the surface of my skin. I'm like... Dude, and, and all, and then we go to their bathroom. We're all washing it off, checking it out. I mean, whether guys want to admit it or not, we like feeling good and we like looking good. And you look good, you feel good. You're going to create a better energy to those around you and better. You know, I mean, there's just a science behind. You know, just even in, in a business sense. You know, you look 
you look more uh, presentable, you're more marketable, you're more you know youthful. I mean, these are all strengths that can make you more productive. There's a lot to that, man, because you know, you know that I, I came from the fashion industry and still have one foot in that with yeah. uh, the school that I run, but as I started moving out of being a stylist myself, I kind of just started living in sweats like you see me right now. Yeah. I'm straight up wearing sweats me. and a t-shirt <laughs> because I, I just want to be comfortable. And for so many years, I, I had to kind of put that on uh, in my job. But I have to say, like today, I opted for the at home because I work from home now mostly. You know, I'm sitting here in the studio slash office. And I got to say, if there's a day where I need to like be a hoss, I'll actually put on like some cool jeans, put on a nice shirt, and I'll put on a blazer and work from home alone. No one's going to see me because it changes psychologically the way that I feel, the way that I perform. Yeah, it's it's really a trip and it's just it's that it's that inner self-confidence and even days where, you know, I make a little effort to kind of comb my hair or shave or whatever and just upkeep my physical appearance a little bit. It's not so much about how other people perceive me. It's it's sort of an energetic self-care thing where I'm I'm kind of representing. Yeah. So I think there's a lot to that. It's like you can put on a $2,000 suit and have a shitty attitude and that suit is not going to help you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you can't fix your inside from without, from the outside. I mean, it's just a spiritual law, right? Yeah. But I have to say that psychologically, and there's probably studies that would support this, I would think, that uh, it does help boost the inside a little bit if you're already on the right track if you're feeling good about the way you look, you oh, know, yeah. and it's like, even if you're, if you're not that narcissistic or you know, identified with your ego to the point where if you have a zit, it's going to ruin your day. Uh-huh. Still, if you don't have a zit, <laughs> you don't care how spiritual you are, you're probably going to feel like a little more confident, you know? So I think it's, it was probably a key moment when you're, you know, you have these like tough guy jocks, you know, these kind of like, Big ways you said alpha males and yeah. and you're finding they're like well shit I hate to admit it but actually <laughs> I want to look good too you know it's um I think it's just part of human nature we have that social instinct and and we want to be well received by our peers of the same sex or we want to be appealing to the opposite sex or even in some cases we want to be appealing to the same sex whatever it is. Uh-huh. I think people want to be loved and accepted and well-received. And I don't know if there's any getting away from entirely the fact that that has a lot to do with the outside. I agree. It's uh, it's exactly what you said. I mean, it's just, I, I know how I operate best and that's just looking or, or feeling good. And it just starts from, you know, the first moment, you know, you wake up and just, you know, that momentum starts going and building towards how uh, the energy I'm going to carry towards my day. And I just have this routine. I'm a big routine uh, type of uh, person where it's, you know, there's the morning tonic that I make from the coffee and then the mask and then just, you know, inversion table. And then boom, I have a, just a recipe that works for me and so, it's consistent. I want to go back, Andy, cause I want to ask you about your routine. Cause I know you're like a hardcore biohacker like I am yeah. and I want, I want to save time for that, but I want to, I want to keep us on the story. So how did it go from four dudes getting ready to go out and, you know, wanting to look their best to actually going, oh, shit, I might have a company on my hands here. And how was Alatura birthed? What was the first step where you sold a product? So it was, um, I went from that to probably about a year or two years after my accident of just going around town in it with my backpack, my uh, little, uh, you know, bamboo bowl and bamboo spoon and just mixing for friends and friends in that moment that word of mouth started to carry uh from dancers models a lot of you know i was a model actor i still am but a lot of my friends are in that industry and you can imagine what they became addicted to it i mean it's one of those things that was just extremely effective and uh what you know girls started to tell their friends and friends started to tell their friends people i knew people i didn't know and so that just it was you know, it, it was always in the back of my head, but I was set on the fact that I was going to be an actor and, and model. So I was just like, all right, I have a little creative outlet. That's cool. I did something that I created. And that was enough for me. That first sale, I have to say, it was really hard because I didn't charge at all. I didn't charge. I didn't even have a name. People were like, oh, they, oh, you should do this. But really, how do you do that? I don't have a background in, in chemistry. I'm some ex-athlete with a story with a true story on how i created this but i didn't really know how to go about this i didn't think anybody would take me seriously so about i don't know about a year and a half two years into it i had been spending so much money on bulletproof products as we we both had 
And I just troubleshooted Dave Asprey's email address. I'm telling you, I was doing Dave.Asprey, D.Asprey, Dave Asprey, David at Bulletproof. I mean, you name it, like 10 different combinations. I was just copy pasting the same email address with before and after pictures of me in the ICU and then like me in men's health, right? And like a modeling job or whatever going, hey, dude, uh, thanks so much for your products. I love them. Uh, would love to work somehow away with you guys down the road. I don't know if you have, because I was just trying to get a discount. I didn't. I was really interested in possibly even working for Bulletproof, just something. I just was really grateful for his attention to detail on the ingredients that he uses for his superfood products, just how pristine his coffee beans were, just little things like that that uh, him and I were aligned to. And and I you know, totally pitched myself in my, my uh, bio to him or whatever and told him about the accident. And one of them went through and he got back to me and... We had a conference call right there in front of my mom. They brought me on board as an ambassador and got free product and boom, like mission accomplished. Well, they brought me on board to his, you know, Bulletproof Radio, which is like 20 plus million downloads right now. And we just talked like this, but it was mostly just about my accident and how I use Bulletproof products. But towards the end, he was like, well, you said you had scarring. It was a video podcast. So he could tell he's like, where? I was like, I don't see anything. What'd you do to counteract your scars? And I just... I, you know, I didn't, it was kind of hard to say, but I was like, screw it. I was like, well, I, I created this mask. This was not planned at all. I didn't have a name for it or anything and uh, no website, nothing, but I just kind of just, you know, just like I'm doing now, I just kind of just spat out why I did what I did, how effective it was. Uh, luckily I had some before and, and, and I have a story on, on the afters and, and I was like, yeah, I gave out my personal email address. And I was like, yeah, if anybody wants to try some, this is to like, at the time, 16 million people around the, all the, around the world. And, Dave was getting contacted. I was getting peppered. Um, and we sat down. He's like, we got to talk. And Bulletproof, uh, he invested in my company. Uh, Bulletproof took my product on their website to have a Bulletproof approved skincare product, which is the first time they had done that. It was really, I mean, that, that's probably a turning point in my life. really is. And I just, from there, uh, June 27, 2014, I, you know, I haven't really, what's that, 18 months ago? Yeah, eight, over 18 months ago. 38 countries now, uh, 10,000 units. So, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's, it's crazy. And it's, um, all out of my, all out of my uh, creation out of my apartment. I love that story. And I'm glad we got to <laughs> dig into that. I mean, I just have a special kinship toward entrepreneurs and, uh, being one myself. I mean, it's, I have a very similar story in a different industry, you know, of just having an idea and not even really having an awareness of what, what a good idea it was at a particular time and just being smart enough to have the idea and just dumb enough to try and do it. Right. <laughs> it's like, see, you know, and it's, it's interesting cause I, I study entrepreneurs a lot and uh, I, th- I forget the stats. I'm going to, I'm going to flub the actual facts of this, but say, you know, it's the, I think it's the top eight or 10 most intelligent people recorded in the world. Check this out. Work for other people. And so there's been studies on, you know, these are the the scholars of the world. I mean, just the highest IQs on the planet that are recorded. None of them own their own company. They all work for someone else. And the people that they work for are far less educated and have a much lower IQs than those high IQ employees, right? And so the, the, the theory is that an entrepreneur literally is just dumb enough to try something because they don't have the IQ to calculate the legitimate risk involved. So it's like, yeah, isn't that great? That is true. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's me. I'm like, I have an idea and I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, dude, starting this, pro- this, um, you know, this podcast and doing the lifestyle is coaching yeah. people. I mean, it's like I'm doing it because I don't really care about the risks involved. I can't, I can't conceptualize like what the risks are in terms of my reputation, my credibility, losing money, losing time, investing in something. So I just have this warm spot for guys that just like have a great idea that they're passionate about and make a decision to just jump off the cliff. And then halfway down, you're like, oh yeah, I heard you need this parachute thing. Yeah. You know, and then you just learn as you go. You learn as you go. It's yeah, it's a and, and props to you by the way, because I remember when we first sat down. Oh, geez, about out, uh, a year and a half ago, right before I've officially even launched with Dave. And like, I remember just sitting down talking to you, and we, you know, we went back and forth, just gathering aloe leaves from your house up in Hollywood. But 
Uh, thanks for that, by the way. And uh, but I just remember you going, yeah, I would love to get into something somehow. You knew, you know, you props to you, man. You're doing it. I mean, you got this podcast, and you're, you're doing what you what you've always told me you want to do. I mean, it's just like you said, it's uh, just you know, people have ideas, and some people like to write them down. They talk about them. I, I just, it's like you said, uh, just going and just going and just just executing every day on on going forward with that, not overthinking it just taking it and running with it. And, and it, the whole analogy you said, jumping and then asking where the parachute is. That's so true with me. I I asked a lot of questions after the fact, <laughs> you know, but you know, we, we did, you know, serious testing on all the products and that was good. But uh, just as far as this whole business analysis, I was like, it was pretty straightforward to me. I kept it really simple. Um, uh, pricing was a little difficult at first. Cause I didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't have a business background. I just, Free shipping sounded great to me. You know, I did everything. I just based everything that, that me as a consumer that I have related to and that what's been appealing to me on the countless things that I buy, whether it's online, in person, everything. And then I just made a point to, you know, control everything that I could control and perfect it. Things like customer service, things like sourcing my ingredients. I will, I mean, you know, me and you are very aligned with like uh, insanity towards particular ingredients that we use in our smoothies and our skincare and stuff like that. So that's one thing that I've gained, hopefully the trust of the consumer that believe me, what you guys are using is something I created for myself and that's the way it's going to be for every other product that I release. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's, I, a lot that goes into it. I knew you were serious when you put your product in mirror on glass, which for those of you listening that don't know what that is, it's uh it's kind of a, a violet colored glass that doesn't allow the spectrum of light in that causes degradation to products. So there's, I don't even know if this is a myth, but it's said that you can take like a tomato, you know, and put it inside mirror on glass and it'll be good six months later. There's just weird stuff. It's, it's a very unique compound and it's way more expensive, right? Oh. To package a product in that glass versus plastic or, you know, a number of other different options available. Absolutely. And that's, that's just another thing. I mean, I had two employees at the time, but one of them was, you know, out of, he wasn't doing anything. He had, he had just, uh, you know, he was helping me with the website. As far as the research and development, I didn't really, I never took into account cost. I took into account cost towards the end of researching and signing off on every different ingredient that I would use into my product. And then I, I mean, it's not the way a lot of people go about it. Because, uh, you know, cost is everything in business. But I just, I really, man, I'm alive. Like, how much money do I really, I want it, I want to have that, like, that star, that check of approval from the customer that goes, this is like, that's the trust and belief that, that, you know, this is who you go to, Alitur. You know, that, that's it. Like, without question, you know, there's, you read the, you read the ingredient level or label, the ingredient deck of my night cream, and you start, you should start laughing, you know, because it's, it's that above and beyond. And I'm, I just, that's, that's why I do everything. And then cost is cost is second to me. I'd rather just be known as the best than be known as like the best moneymaker. <laughs> Seriously. I, and it may sound weird, but like, I, I just, I got a second chance at life. Like when I go out to dinner, I just, or whatever, I want the best meal. You know, I, I don't care what it costs. Well, if I'm going to put something on my body or on my face or whatever, it's going to be, it's going to be consistent of, you know, I have whatever, 25 ingredients in my night cream. I have 19 different sources. Those are 19 different phone calls that I made. I mean, you can imagine when my formulator is just, it's a nightmare because you can technically find places that have all of them, but they're not as good. You know, you want to, I want to find the spec, you know, the best of every different ingredient that I put in all my products. That's just what separates you. Much know? to the chagrin of my bookkeeper, I, I follow this formula as a consumer, which is why I like products like yours. And that's just not, not just for disposable products that you use up, but I mean, for these microphones, for my computer, whatever I buy, it's like, I would rather just buy the best, even if it's the expensive one, right? And only buy it one time instead of buying five cheap ones that I have to replace. Yeah. So it's like, even with products and supplements, I know we're just totally on the same page as that. I'll buy a product, say a skincare product, that's five times more expensive than a competitor because I know the ingredients are the best of the best. And I'm just going to buy the best because I don't, you know, so five jars of some shitty swag lotion don't equal, you know, they equal one jar of the real stuff. And that's just how I do food supplementation, everything like that. And I think that it actually does pay, especially when it comes to like hardware and products and things like that. 
it's like, dude, I watch my friends. Oh no, how much did you pay for that? And then they get the cheap one and then it breaks and they have to buy, you know, one per year for the next five years. And I, I still have like, uh, like clients, for example, will bitch about buying a Vitamix. Like that's one of my requirements. I walk in the kitchen, I do my home healing session. I go, let me see your blender. That's one of the first things. And if they want to skimp on the blender, like I'm done. Same thing with the mattress. You know, you can buy a shitty mattress for 500 bucks, $900, or you can buy like a pretty decent one for 2000. And if you can afford it, you can get one for 20,000, you know, you know, so there's, there's a scale there, but it's like, there's certain things you don't want to skimp on. And those are the things that are going to last, you know, and, and if it's a product you're putting on your skin, I mean, you know, and maybe we could talk about this, that I think a lot of people have a disconnect that when you put something on your skin, you're putting it in your blood. And I don't think people understand. You mentioned like skin is your largest organ. I don't think people get that when you put something on your skin, it's like you're eating it. Yep. You know, I mean, so escorted right into your bloodstream. Those peri, those parabens, the stearates, those preservatives, um, uh, thickeners, stabilizers. What are some? Hey, I like you know one of the things I like to do on this show is like myth busting and kind of outing shit. You know, it's like. What are some of the things that people should look out for in your average skincare? I mean, I know if you go to Whole Foods and you're like, oh, I'm eating healthy because I'm eating at Whole Foods. If you look at the ingredients, like 90% of that shit has canola oil in it and all sorts of rancid, weird stuff. But if you're not savvy, you just think, oh, it's organic, it's healthy. So what are some of the sneaky, you know, fillers and shit like that that companies will put in products and what do they do to you? Well, the see, the... Uh, PEG 80, uh, uh, PEG one, those are, I mean, there are so many government recognized carcinogens in our skincare products in Whole Foods right now. I mean, there's, you know, the, the glycerin's a tough one. Glycerin is literally just a filler. It binds well with other products because it does nothing. It doesn't have a benefit to the skin whatsoever, but it's so cheap and uh, can literally, I mean, I'm sure you see as my finger right now, it's filling up your bottle for literally nothing. And it doesn't really act. It, it just it blends well with other essential oils and other ingredients. That's why people use it so often in skincare products because it's just a an emollient. You know, it blends well and it and it and it can um, act as like a is it just a binding agent with other emulsifying agents as well in your products. But that so it's basically you know, like it's, cut. Like that would be like cutting your cocaine with with baby powder yeah i mean it's just it's totally it's good, good I don't know. you gotta you know from my background <laughs> this is how i relate things yeah. you know unfortunately um we call that cut man how many times is it stepped on so it's yeah. like so you can step on your you can have your lotion stepped on by the time it gets to you the consumer and isn't that the funny thing too when you look at a lot of supplements and products like i noticed this with jars of superfood stuff they'll be like 80 superfoods in there and but a dose is only a tablespoon i'm like how much goji berry or reishi mushroom whatever it is you're getting it's like you can still put something on a label if there's just a trace molecule of it you can count that as an ingredient so you can take some expensive ass quote-unquote healthy lotion or you know serum or something like that that's really 90% glycerin, but you could put, you know, B propolis or just yeah, a speck of it and still yeah. propolis. Yeah. And still included in your ingredients. So what other kind of shady stuff's going on out there? The, the parabens, uh, the stearates, fragrances, the colors. I mean, people want stuff. The mass, the mass population wants things that smell good and they feel good in your hands. But I mean, you can get that same great fragrance through like, uh, you know, I use Madagascar vanilla oil, nice and unisex and uh, things like German blue chamomile, clary sage, ylang ylang. I mean, there's so many beautiful, clean uh, essential oils out there that just have amazing benefits to the skin, but also have a great fragrance to them. So you can mix and match that and I just and not use anything artificial, which ultimately causes irritation to the skin, alcohol. Tetero alcohol, isopropyl alcohol, benzoyl. I mean, there's so many different alcohols that dry out the skin. I bought a, I actually bought a cleanser recently because I'm, I'm just doing uh, market research and also research and development on my cleanser that I'm going to buy. And this one had rooibos, had a really nice uh, tremella mushroom base to it. And then it had, you know, it had a couple other things that, you know, different alcohols. And I, I would put it on, it would just immediately just dry. It, there was nothing on the surface of the skin. I couldn't really feel much. It was, I, I had to reapply, constantly reapply. 
And uh, you know, on top of that, they had a you know a spout that was just really it would get everywhere when you're uh, pumping it out. But anyway, it's just yeah, things like the alcohols that are drying, uh, the preservatives, sodium benzoate. Um, man, sodium really- benzoate is in just about every skin product I've noticed because I you know I'm like an ingredients geek, and I also use this app. I don't know if you know about this. It's super cool. It's called uh, Think Dirty. It's an app that you can download for your phone and you can scan the barcode of products and it gives you a scale on how toxic it is. Yeah. I mean, not every product in the world is in there, but you know, most of the stuff like big brands you'd find at Whole Foods or something like that. You can literally just go through the aisle and just beep, beep, just scan them. And it's like a 10 because it's going to give you cancer in the next week. You know what I mean? And then a zero would be like, it's inert and totally safe. But that sodium benzo, what's it called? Sodium benzoate. Yeah, I see that in everything. Is that that like one of the most common preservatives? It's a popular preservative. It's, you know, it's effective, but I just, you know, for my my night cream, for instance, I'm going to be adding a nice lusoidal liquid and uh, antmacide, which is coconut based. But the lusoidal liquid is derived from like essentially a radish, like a kimchi radish. It's a culture. And, but I mean, for things like that, we're going to be putting in, you're going to need an antimicrobial agent. We're going to be doing a lot of. Um, volume. So I, you know, I can't have a, we're going to be selling hopefully a, a lot of these. So I, you know, shelf life is huge and maintaining also the benefits of those bioactive ingredients that I'm using. We found out that we had to add that just in that, but in my, uh, in my moisturizer and in my mask, there's nothing. It's just, you know, it's uh, maroon glass. Their big thing is preserved by the bottle, not by toxins. Oh, so that's huge. Cool, and you're cool. not touching my moisturizer dipping your fingers in whereas my night cream you're dip you know you're dipping into that jar right. and every night so you could so, get like poo germs in that exactly. little jar <laughs> and then i get blamed for it you know and then i get <laughs> and but, then it uh, starts growing mold or yeah. god knows what yeah, yeah so i just i i understand certain preservatives i do but but like the mainstream ones uh it's just i if you're not if anything you see you know in food and bread and stuff like that. Like we wouldn't eat anything with preservatives, right? I mean, I know I don't, I know you, I'm pretty sure you don't like anything that does to preserve freshness and stuff like that. I just won't do it. I'd, I'd rather eat a fresh raw product. I was shopping yesterday more. for some supplies for, for New Year's Eve tonight. And I looked over, you know how they get you like, um, it was into that sh- uh, store, uh, world market oh, yeah. and they have this long, like S shaped line that they, that they walk you through with all these, like, Rocks. you know, impulse buying things. Yeah. And I, and I almost reached for a Snickers, you know? And I was like, dude, what are you doing? Luke, you can't do that. You know, yeah. which I could, I mean, every once in a while, dude, I'll, I'll go grab like five cronuts and just pound them just to keep it balanced, you yeah. know? But yeah, I I definitely do try to avoid eating that. But you're right. Some people are like, oh, I'm all organic. I'm vegan. I'm paleo. I just, you know, I just do green juice and all that. But then you see what they put on their skin. They're like, but I still use sunscreen. It's like, oh, dude, geez. you know, it's it's really, really not good. Trimethyl, exyl, hellulose, you know, yeah. phenoc- phenoxy. I mean, the way, the, like, way, just- the way I look at it is like with stuff you're putting on your skin, if it's hard to pronounce, it's probably sketchy. And what I notice about your stuff it's all stuff that I can easily pronounce. It's like Manuka honey, aloe vera, pearl, royal you know, jelly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm like those sound like beeswax, yeah, cacao butter. That sounds you know? like stuff you could eat, which is a good sign because guess what? Your skin and your pores are eating it, and it's escorted right into your bloodstream. And that's, it's just, so yeah, yeah. So that's interesting too. So. If you're putting something on your skin, it's actually more of a direct hit than it is if it has to travel through your whole GI tract, yes. right? Exactly. So this is why Jimi Hendrix would put LSD tabs in his headband rather than swallowing it. Really? What? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's a famous story at Woodstock. He's wearing this headband and that he put acid in his headband and, and he would just sweat blended with it. Yeah. And, and he would just trip it. balls because it's so hot and you're sweating, your pores are opening and, and you're, you're frying hardcore. Oh man. So yeah, yeah, you, you know it's 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 um, you know especially a lot. I'm just really really interested in seeing a true study about the copper tone, the Neutrogena, those sun, uh, those 45 SPF sunscreens. I mean, my whole deal, and I you know knock on wood is I, I go out, I, I stay moisturized, I get a little sun, and I think it's beneficial to us to get that. But I, I just stay moisturized, I treat it, I condition it. And, you know, when it's time to go, uh, you know, I'll get out of the sun, but I, I just, I, I feed that, 
that area with a nice nutrient dense base of really good essential fatty acids, just a meal. I, I treat it like another mouth. And I think I'm pretty good so far. I've been out in the sun a lot. I love the sun. I just want to see the studies of those SPF 40, you know, uh, the b- banana boat, like all those huge brands that, oh, you know, the mothers and fathers are just slathering on their kids. I, I really think that's counterproductive in the whole a grand scheme of sun, uh, you know, sunblock, sunscreen. I, I just, I disagree. Dude, you got to listen to, I don't know if it's going to come out before or after yours because I'm recording a slew of shows right now, but I did one uh, last week with Nadine Artemis and it, the whole show was about sun and she, I mean, I don't want to repeat what's already on a show, but when that comes out, definitely listen to that because she blew my mind, not only on the toxicity of those products, but how they actually, just to break it down in a simple way, they block half of the sun's UV rays, right? So they block, I forget, it's UVA or UVB, and they actually let in the part of the sun that hurts you, <laughs> but they block out the part that's good for you and helps you produce vitamin D so that they're just totally retarded and there's no basis in any reality. And they've been scientifically debunked for a long time. And she mentions the studies, which of course will be in the show notes. So yeah, I'll, I'll share that stuff with you because I know it's going to be relevant for you. And something else that uh, we, I know we've talked about is using like what you could call really high powered internal antioxidants as sunscreen, like astaxanthin, astaxanthin. Yeah. Which I can never pronounce, which is kind of for you guys listening. It's a, uh, it's a red algae. So it's an algae oil and it actually puts uh, melanin. It puts pigment in your skin that acts as an internal sunscreen. And I recently found out from interviewing a guy from uh, Taro from four Sigma that Chaga has melanin in it and vitamin D2 and that actually drinking chaga or taking chaga mushroom as a supplement also provides this internal sunblock. So it's like... That's in my night cream, by the way. Oh, are you serious? Oh, dude, I can't wait to try it. Andy just brought me a little jar of that. (laughs) Wait till you read that ingredient tech, dude. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're like one of the only, you know, people that geeks out on this shit as hard as I do. So it's fun. Speaking of geeking out, so, you know, we kind of covered the skin stuff. What were some of the other things that you supplemented with or just dietary wise that you were able to recover so fast? Because it's not only, you know, having heard your story, it's not only that your skin, like in your face and all that recovered, but you were up like running up Runyon Canyon and being like super jock dude in like a, like a retarded short time. Yeah. Within three or four weeks, I was sprinting again and that's. Yeah, I mean, I can't even sprint, and I wasn't run over by a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I'll sprint to the bathroom if I have to take a leak, and I'm like, I'm exhausted, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'll see you on Instagram, and you you have those rope things where you're like pulling. So I'm I'm like, oh my god, I, I just was not born with like the athletic gene. I swear to God, you're you're like a beast. So what kind of stuff were you eating to to get yourself back up and you know put your bone density back together and get the structure of your body strong again? Nah, it's a it's a good question so i you know i've been athletics have done you know a lot of it provided me with a lot of opportunities in my life and yeah you know, that's just something i've always had you know athletic ability being able to hit run throw jump stuff like that well having that ability my passion taken away from you taken away from me it's a shock and you, you know it's it's really i mean that's probably the biggest thing you know just being able to just go on walks that was huge taking that step i couldn't run but just you know walking and creating that circulation and then just really dissecting, meeting up with uh, Chinese herbalists, really dissecting how important it was to build your blood uh, with Chinese herbs, amino acids, anti-inflammatory herbs, superfoods, just creating a meal that I just stayed diligent with. I couldn't look forward to it just because I was was just staying diligent with my nutrition through a smoothie with things like deer placenta, bison liver, egg yolks, um, turmeric, ginger, uh, my sister would boil up beets and then we'd blend them together, put them in the smoothie for hydrochloric acid benefits. I needed to, to remove the toxins from my system, not only through the mass that I was doing, but also through the this the heavy nutrient-dense uh, smoothies that I was making. I just was big on building my blood, circulating that blood and removing impurities and just getting that circulation going again and, be, and, and then staying diligent with my walks that I was doing a couple times a day. And then eventually I was able to jog. I was really, really banged up from head to toe. So that's just... Just creating that circulation and then that anti-inflammatory, removing that inflammation uh, over time. 
started to accelerate. And that way I just, I still, I felt so good. And I got back to my, you know, I lost 17 pounds. I got, I got, I got back to where I was before within like six to eight weeks, just physically. And once I got the jaw, uh, my jaw wires taken out and then I was able to, you know, chew soft foods again, it just started to build and your body just, I mean, I came up with this morning tonic and this nighttime tonic to remove impurities. I was just big on being locked in and circulated throughout the day and also recover as well as I could while I slept at night. And that's just, you know, your body grows at rest. I was growing back to what I've known my whole life, which is an athletic frame. I was building my frame back through the, the herbs that I was taking. I, I just, it's just, you know, out of when you, uh, out of necessity, you know, when you are rock bottom physically and you've only known a certain way your whole life, which is, oh, I can, you know, you know I can do whatever athletically. I mean, I, I know it doesn't sound too humble to me, but really that's just was my head. I, you know, I played for my paid for my, uh, my no, dude, I, I think, I think it is humble to acknowledge your gifts. It's like, I'm pretty good at interviewing people. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. people that are better at it and there's people that maybe aren't as good at it. And, you know, acknowledging your talents and where your strengths lie. I think that is the definition of the other side of humility rather than false humility. It's like, oh, no, you know, I'm not that good of an athlete. No, dude, you own it. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, for real. Because my my brother, Cody, who I know you've met, I mean, he just same thing. That kid was just born with an innate relationship with his physical body. I mean, just from day one, was just an athlete, and yeah. you know, was just genetically built that way too. Yeah, I and, gotta go uh, check his uh, his gym out, dude. Yeah, he yeah. Oh, you know what? We're doing a uh, we're doing a Wim Hof training there. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, when? Uh, it's January? in it's in uh, February. February. Cool. Yeah. Let me know. I mean, you know, if yeah. You... Oh yeah, you got to come, dude. It's gonna be amazing. But because yeah, he's he, I keep hearing about this Wim yeah, Hof guy. It, it's huh? Cody and his whole scene. They're onto some cool stuff over there at Story Fitness. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, it's just those nutrient dense yeah. smoothies. I, I didn't care what it tastes like. Tasted like, excuse me. And uh, okay, what it tastes like? <laughs> yeah. No, dude, that's needed- actually that's funny because when I first met you, you you're one of the only guys I've ever met that could go toe to toe with me on eating and drinking the grossest shit oh, known man. to man. Like straight up eating raw liver, uh, raw egg yolks, sardines, just raw dog, arginine, gynostemma, yeah. yeah. hoshu woo. I mean, you name it. This stuff. I mean, I can't. People come over and they'll see me doing this in the morning or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, I'll try that." And I'm like, "No, you, you really don't want to fucking try this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't try this at <laughs> home." <laughs> and they spit, you know, spit it right out. And I was like, "I told you, it's just not meant to be good." I mean, the most I heard, I think it was Daniel Vitalis. I heard him talking about this, like the bitter, more bitter something is, and the nasty. That's the medicine, you know. It's just aloe vera. Bitter melon. I mean, the daikon radish. Those things that bite at you. You know, yeah. it's it, that's medicinal. That is, and I'll tell you what, it doesn't get much more bitter than that that uh, morning tonic that I do. But it's just, yeah. it was under. I was seeing that my 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 vascularity come back again. I was feeling better, and I was like, I just want to do this for the rest of my life, every day. And I do it to this day, probably three hundred twenty, three hundred thirty days out of the year. I may miss some days because I'm on the road or whatever, but uh, and I didn't pack properly, but um. I, I I do my best to do it while I'm on the road as well. I mean, because when you're flying or whatever, all those you know different germs flying through the air and toxins and radiation stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a passion. You know, I've had I've been rock bottom and I've just counteracted how I felt through my research on nutrition and health and well being. And it's something I I owe it to the people who you know want to listen or whatever, just to tell them, hey, you know, this is something I tried on myself. I don't, I definitely don't consider myself an expert. I just have a story, a true story. I'm not like, you know, pumping any products or giving any affiliate links. I'm just telling you exactly. All I do is just owe it to the companies who create these kick-ass products and these herbs and stuff like that that really helped me get my life back, you know, and my my happiness back, you know, that was a dark-ass year, that whole one year. I mean, when when the nurses told me, it's going to be a year, two years till I started uh, to see the swelling go down in my jaw. That is just crippling, man. I mean, a year, two years, that's a long time. And I was i was okay because you have that perspective in the back of your head going, uh, you're alive. And I have my family going, I don't want to hear a thing. You're alive. People don't survive that ac- the accidents like that. And and uh, so I had that going. But it did, I mean, I'm human. It bummed me the fuck out, you know? And uh and so I just did my best to, to stay diligent with my daily routine to hopefully increase some type of uh time to accelerate that recovery time and i i, th- I think it did and i'm you know 
I'm happy to share. That's why I'm, why I'm here. I mean, I, I got purpose out of that accident. I found Dude, why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what I'm hearing. And that's my own experience. And, and this is such a beautiful thing as we go through life where you have a situation where at the outset, it seems like tragedy. And it's like, you know, the worst thing that could have ever happened to you. And then you can see through, you know, a chain of events in retrospect, retroactively, that that one thing was like the biggest blessing of your life. It was a catalyst that got you to the next thing. Like I remember um, in my story when I was about 25, I was at my weed dealer's house at a party and his Rottweiler and I was drunk as hell and being an idiot. And I patted his Rottweiler like on the butt, kind of like slapped him. And he turned around and bit me on the face, dude. And it was, I was already had a weird relationship just karmically with dogs. I've been bitten a lot in my life, chased a lot, just fucking hounded literally by dogs. Right. And, uh, so this dog bites me on the face. I'm all bloody. I had to have a plastic surgeon, like sew me up. I mean, it was intense. I still actually have a couple little scars. So, you know, at the time, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And through a different, you know, chain of events, what happened was I ended up getting a settlement from that. So then that bad thing now, this is how the mind views things. Like it was bad that quote unquote air quotes, it was bad that the dog bit me. Well then not so much. Cause I got like eight grand. Then it was good that the dog bit me cause I got eight grand. Then I spent that eight grand basically on drugs and that was bad. So it was bad that I got the money then, which was good before that. It's all about the context, right? But yeah. because I had finally a bankroll to like party like a fucking rock star, yeah. you know, I burned through that eight grand literally in two months that I hit a real bottom and I hit the darkest period of my entire life because I had a boon of $8,000. But then it turned around and because I was in such a dark place, like literally the dark night of the soul that I uh, made a decision that I don't want to live like that. And I, and I started taking steps to turn my life around. So it's like, when I think of that dog bite now, I go, oh my God, you can see the mysterious way that the invisible hand works in our lives. And it's, it it's like, thank God that Rottweiler bit me on the face. I owe my life to that damn yeah that stupid dog you know he wasn't little man this thing was like a Uh, fucking grizzly bear but you know isn't that funny and there's you know there's parables that speak to this where at the time when you're going through something it it really seems like the worst luck or the worst karma that could ever happen to you and then as things progress and you change your viewpoint and your attitude you see that like oh now i see why that happened whether it's yeah. you know the wife or husband leaving or the job or the house burns down or your car falls off a cliff or you break your arm you lose your arm you know there's there's always a gift and a lesson if yeah. you have the wherewithal to contextualize it and capitalize on that downfall Absolutely. you know and that's these are my favorite types of stories it's like do gets hit by a car Oh, that sucks. Well, not really, because let's look at what unfolded as a result of that. Oh, man. You know? Uh, yeah, I think about it all the time. It's Yeah, and that's what separates a lot of people. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about yourself. I'm talking about anybody who's been in that situation and just rebounded with uh, with an ex- with a, a, a elevated sense of, like, all right, I'm going to beat this thing. Like, it, it never, not even once ever occurred to me to go, oh, why? I, that's even hard for me to say that right there. You know, I mean, I just, I, it's just not, uh, in me and it doesn't sound like it's in you. I just realized, you know, it, the only why I was like, all right, well, let's, let's figure out why this happened. Clearly it happened for a reason. Let's, let's move, you know, let's do it in a positive way. Let's try to figure out, let's, let's make something good happen out of this. And, um, that's, that's, you know, that's the mentality my family and I had and they, you know, I, I never broke down once it was dark. But it was just, you know, I, I, any little darkness would seep in. I'd just try to figure out how to beat it. Yeah. Well, in, in the spirit of that, Andy, as we move into the end of the show, I would like to say I'm I'm very grateful that you were hit by a couple cars. Uh, <laughs> it brought you into my life and into the studio today to, you know, to share that, that strength and that hope with the people listening. So I appreciate it. What I'd like to close with is ask you a three-part question. I'd like to know your three top recommendations for books, teachings, philosophies that someone could study. So, you know, who are your go-to gurus when, when you want to learn more, who have you learned the most from, you know, anywhere from 
like the Bible to a diet book to anything out there that you think could be meaningful for someone to go pick up and study? So, um, see, I, I follow Dave Asprey as far as I love the way he is never caught off guard with anybody trying to pick apart his certain recommendations or his beliefs nutritionally, um, diet, nutrition, uh, mental health, what, whatever it may be. He's very, I've never seen him caught off guard. He, he's very knowledgeable. He's helped me. He's, he's definitely a mentor of mine. He doesn't. He, he does have a, a bulletproof diet book out there, and that's that's amazing and really breaks it down, breaks down the science. But it's also very, it's easy to read um, along the same lines of uh, say like a Mark Sisson. He was the one who got me involved in the whole Paleolithic type uh, of diet nutrition years ago. Um, so definitely Dave Asprey. I like I like reading stories of redemption. People like uh, Anthony Kiedis, uh, you know, who just you know has been down and out. In his life, and he, he rebounded. I think he's the healthiest as he's ever been right now. Um, just, just reading about people that have been down and out and how they rebounded, and it keeps you, keeps me uh, focused and kind of very uh, grounded on my own. You know, just it can all be taken away at an instant. Uh, just to respect this life and this body that we have. I'm not perfect myself, you know, I mean, there's, especially in Los Angeles, there's a lot of temptation out here, but it's just staying focused on our path, why we're here, our purpose. And, uh, and my, you know, my, mine is uh, to help others. And so just, just, you know, just constant gratitude and expressing, uh, expressing that. So as far as books and things like that, uh, you know, Josh Hamilton is a, is a baseball player who has rebounded, and failed a couple times, but I mean, that's okay. You know I mean? We're human and we're, we're going to fail every now and then, but this is a guy who got a second chance after years of uh, drug abuse. And he has a book out. He's got a book. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well linked. We always link to these also in the show notes. So we got Anthony Kiedis, this cat here. And then, you know, I'm assuming a lot of people listening know about Dave Asprey, but the Bulletproof Diet book, I agree, is a really great summary of a very simple way to eat, <laughs> you know, that has, has also had a profound effect on me. Yeah. So thank you for those three recommendations. And um, in closing, how about where do we find you online, social media, et cetera? Give us some links. Absolutely. So I'm on Facebook, Andy Nilo. My, uh, my last name is a little different it's unique so to speak it's h n i l o uh, first name andy a n d y and then my company is alitura a l i t u r a naturals.com i'm on facebook uh, twitter and instagram on both of those and i'm handing all those accounts handling all those accounts right now and if there are any social media experts out there that want to we are we are definitely hiring <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely link to all of those in the show notes. So I just want to thank you for coming by tonight on New Year's Eve. It's an interesting day to actually record. So this will be officially my last episode of 2015 and it will be out in soon, uh, to be in 2016. So thanks for being a friend and thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me on the lifestyle with Andy. Hey, Luke, thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure. This is a little something we like to call the end of the show. I want to thank you on behalf of myself, Luke Story, and my lovely guest, Andy Nilo, for joining us on another episode of The Lifestylist. And I would love to remind you to go to lukestory.com and sign up for my newsletter so I can send you the show notes for everything we discussed in the interview today. So every link, every resource, anything worthwhile that Andy or I mentioned during the show is going to be emailed directly to you and so will all of the other show notes and links from every other episode that I release. So each week you're going to get a notice, hey, I just put out an episode and here's everything that we talk about with all of the live links. So you don't have to go do all the research yourself. I spent 20 years doing it. I'm going to hand it all to you for free. So sign up for my newsletter at lukestory.com. And then uh, one more very simple request, and that is just click on subscribe somewhere on your screen so that you get this show every single bang week. Next, I'd like you to forward this episode to a friend, share it on Twitter, text it, email it, whatever it takes. Let's get this information out there into the world. And what I'm going to do for you in return is I'm going to bring you another fantastic episode next week. That's right. Episode 19 drops next Tuesday. Drops is, you know, that's industry lingo there. Like my album drops next week, yo. 
So next week we got episode 19 with Dr. I'm such as bass. I love this shit. Uh, next week is Dr. Justin Marcagiani, who's a functional medicine doctor. And we're going to talk about why the medical system is broken and how we can hack it ourselves and find functional medicine to heal. All right. I will be talking to you then. Thanks so much again for listening. I'd like to take a minute to give another shout out to Clearlight Saunas, the best sauna in the world, in my opinion. I also want to remind you that you can get a discount on your unit and a free gift with purchase by mentioning the word Luke, your old buddy Luke here. So how do you do it? You go to healwithheat.com or call 800-317-5070. That's healwithheat.com. There is no better way to detox and heal than sitting your butt in an infrared sauna. It's an amazing place to meditate and relax. I love them, and I know you're going to too. 